What's Up ABQ is a proud member of the Barillas Podcasters Guild. I'm Chris. And I'm Ryan. And this is season three of What's Up ABQ. Welcome back to What's Up ABQ. I am Ryan. And I am Chris. And today on our show, we have Mayor Jake Bruton, Village of Tejeras. How are you guys doing? Doing all right. Uh, Welcome, man. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate you having me. So, you know, we were just talking just before the show started. This is your first podcast. Yeah. First ever. Yes. You're definitely uh, kind of breaking me in on podcasts here. Um, I'm, uh, I'm an older kind of guy. Well, not real old. I'm only about 40 here, but, um, yeah, first podcast I've ever done. <laughs> I have to point something out real yeah. quick. So Ryan, I said, I said, Oh, so how old is this guy? And Ryan goes, Oh, he's in his fifties. I think. Oh, just don't. <laughs> yeah. I did, I'd only heard you on the phone. I had no idea. Okay. So I, and, and so, so I look at a picture of you. I was like, he looks pretty young. And I was like, yeah, I'm 36. So, you know, you're younger than me. And you're a man. I, I, I sound a lot older than I am. Maybe that's it. Right. <laughs> I'm going to go with that. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> I don't take offense. Don't worry. A lot of people think I'm older. Some people think I'm younger. Shoot. I, I am what I am and age has never uh, really bothered me all that much anyway. Right. Okay. So primarily this show covers people, places, happenings in Albuquerque. You're up into Harris. Tell us about the Harris. We're a tiny community here in the East Mountains. It's 546 residents total, despite the fact that the, the greater to Harris area is probably pushing 10,000 plus. Our explicit community or our Tejeras proper community is 546, stretches about uh, a mile all along 66, and then kind of either peripheral side of 66 and I-40 there. We were incorporated back in the 70s, and we've been just our, our own little gem of a community up here ever since. That's pretty awesome. I actually went to high school in a very small town, like the, the village of Grady, New Mexico. I definitely understand like the village part of it. Like it, it's really interesting how you're much more of a community. Like, you know, everyone pretty much. Yeah, I, I know everybody. It's they call me personally when they have problems. We publish my cell phone number, my village cell phone number um, on our website just for that purpose. Wow. It's really good to be able to have that kind of direct contact with your community and the people that you serve. Yeah, 546. I know 75% of them by name, probably. Wow. Um, it's really good. Really, really good. So what makes somebody want to be the mayor of a town? You stole my question. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting you there. So I, uh, I was a council person for about six years before I became mayor. And what kind of led me into politics at kind of a young age, because uh, I've been a mayor a uh, little over a year now, and then six years as a council person before that, I was just interested in knowing what was going on in the community when buildings were being constructed, when roads were being improved, things like that. And I really wanted to kind of help drive the direction of my community instead of being subject to the decisions of other people, I guess, is the best way to put it. And so that's why I ran for council initially. And then after becoming a council person and serving for a while there, I just really felt that the previous administration wasn't transparent and wasn't serving my community. And I really wanted to serve my community, right? Like I wanted to do yeah. the best we could for everybody up here all the time. And and not just us as a, the tiny little spot, but we need to look at it a little more holistically. So our senior center serves more than just the people in the village, our MVD more than 
just the people in our village. Even currently with the uh, APS bus depot here that's planned to come in just outside my village, I, I've spoke with so many residents that aren't part of the village, but that I feel I serve as well. So um, I did it for, for community service. I'd always wanted to kind of uh, join the military when I was younger. And then uh, I don't know if it's coming through on video real good, but my right eye is kind of messed up. Um, so military didn't want me at all. Uh, so I still wanted to some way serve my community, right, and become a public servant. And so um, that's that's kind of why I decided to become a mayor. <laughs> that's a great answer, actually. How has it been so far? Um, I'm loving it, to tell you the truth. I'd say the first eight, ten months, we did a whole lot of damage control um, from the previous administration, just fixing things, breaking up a lot of one-seated kind of power. Just, it was, it, <laughs> every day we were turning over another rock that we were like, oh my God, what is this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and previously, we hadn't had very good audits and things like that. And um, my directives right off the bat were to make sure that our water system was moving in the direction of becoming a solient system and uh, we weren't subsidizing it and then also getting our finances in order to where we could have clean audits and be more of a uh, hospitable funding entity uh, versus before so what what's the process for somebody to run for mayor i'm curious because I, I don't really know so um you have to be a resident of the municipality you live in Okay. For example, I can't run for mayor of Albuquerque. You have to live in the village of Harris proper. And then it, it's pretty basic, tell you the truth. You go down, you fill out some paperwork, uh, you prove that you're a resident, and then your name gets put on the ballot. Uh, you go down through, uh, currently we're having our elections ran by Bernalillo County. It's mm -hmm. kind of what they do. It's uh, another initiative I had pushed when I was a council person because I wanted to take the elections out of a very small 500-person community where we're using the same people over and over and over again and make sure that there's a lot of transparency, let's say, and no no funny business going on. Kind of put it into the hands of Bernalillo County where it's remarkably transparent. It's a cleaner, crisper product. So, um, like I said, you kind of go down and you just fill out a little bit of paperwork, make sure you live in the village, make sure you're not a felon. <laughs> <laughs> and then anybody can run. Do you ever have a situation where someone sees you on the street and they're like, uh, Mr. Mr. Bruton, and then you stop and you go, uh, it's Mayor <laughs> Bruton? No, 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 no. Okay. For probably the first eight, 10 months, I just kept telling people, call me Jake, just call me Jake. People would call me Mayor Bruton, Mayor Bruton, Mayor Bruton. And I'm like, no, 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 just, just call me Jake, just call me Jake. And uh, nobody would stop just saying Mayor Bruton, right? And so now I'm kind of over telling them to stop calling me Mayor Bruton, but uh, no, 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 no. I don't expect anyone to call me mayor. I'm if you bullet all the way down, I'm just a public servant. <laughs> the best for my community, right? Yeah. I grew my family here. Um, I grew my business here. I live here, and and I just want to see the best for it. So uh, the title, I I don't know. It, it's kind of cool, you know, mm -hmm. putting it on my business cards or putting it on my mask or something like that. But um, I don't request that anybody calls me Mayor Bruton. <laughs> so one of Chris's unofficial titles is the uh, the mayor of downtown Albuquerque. Yeah. So we have a meeting of two mayors here. No, no. <laughs> so, so it all comes from uh, uh, my coworkers. I would take my coworkers downtown Albuquerque, and then we would, you know, we would we'd walk down, and everybody, you know, we were walking down the street, and, and I would people would come out and say hi, and I knew like everyone 
downtown. Uh-huh. And one of my coworkers is like, dang, man. He's like, you're the mayor of downtown. <laughs> and, and he kept saying it and now it just caught on. And now it like, you know, won't stop. It's like, the mayor of downtown. I kind of get that too, because um, I, I can't go anywhere without 20 minute conversation. Like everyone stops, everyone wants to talk. Um, and I'm always happy to talk with all my, my friends, my constituents, the people in my community, the people outside my community. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I go to the grocery store and it's a, it's a 45 minute endeavor to pick up milk and eggs sometimes, you know, <laughs> yes. um, I go to the subway or uh, to our uh, local Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Great, great place we have right here. Uh, G13 mm-hmm. Brazilian jiu-jitsu. My daughter goes to it and I, I train judo there actually myself. But um, when I'm not training, uh, I'm, I'm usually standing there talking 15, 20 minutes and my daughter's like tapping her foot, looking at me like dad, uh, you know, <laughs> 20 minutes ago, you know that, right? <laughs> you're not, when you're not shifting your weight, throwing folks. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so are you a fan of like MMA and stuff like that? I like boxing a lot, a little bit of MMA, MMA. One of my favorite, uh, Carl Parisian was always, he was a judo fighter. Uh-huh. I always loved watching him cause he would always do those really wicked like throws every once in a while. And you're out of nowhere and you're like, Whoa, they're amazing. Yeah. No, uh, I trained for about a year and a little longer in Albuquerque there at Sandia judo. A really great guy, Gus, uh, opened up right here in the village of Tejeras, the, like I said, G13, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And then uh, they've just recently started training Judo and Jiu-Jitsu. So uh, I went right back into it, and I love it. It's, it's I mean, it just the full contact, the energy, the everything. And my daughter's been training for that whole time, too. She actually took state championship in Judo oh, wow. in and class uh, about three years ago now, I think it was, two and a half years ago. So I guess you don't really have to have a bodyguard then. You just, no, or, or you just bring your daughter. No, no, she's definitely badass, dude. <laughs> little 13 year old to kick all our butts. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh-huh. So what's something about the Harris that you really wish more people knew? I, I think I've kind of touched on it a bit. Um, a, a lot of people up here in Harris think they're part of the village, despite the fact, like I said, uh, the greater area is considered to Harris, despite the fact we are 546 residents in you know, a mile by half a mile kind of swath of land here on I-40 and 66. So I think that's definitely one of the big things. And like I said, despite that fact, I think I serve everybody anyway. I mean, we have a remarkable senior center up here. Uh, we're about to break ground on almost doubling the size of it. Um, remarkable employees in there. Um, that should start in the next probably two, three months, and they'll develop that out over probably up until November, December, hopefully by which time we'll be able to reopen and start serving our seniors there again. We have a fantastic Vietnam Veterans Memorial dedicated to men and women who served here in the East Mountain and Tejeras area. It's a beautiful little park. Working on restoring that, working on developing a new veterans committee to kind of help uh, maintain it and push veterans issues forward here in our community as well. That's something I'd like them to know. I'd like them to know that we're about to do our first ever park in view, which is going to be a, a movie, drive-in movie, of course. Oh, cool. We call it drive-in movies for some reason. Really? You gotta call them park in views. Yeah. No, okay. uh, yeah. It's kind of odd. Uh, some regulation around it there, but uh, it's going to be our park in view. We're going to be showing uh, Forrest Gump. 
first, yeah, cool movie. Um, probably Goonies right after that. Yeah, and, yeah heck yeah. Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then Avatar after that. Okay. So uh, the 27th is the first. People, if they're interested, they can uh, buy tickets online. It's $10 per carload, and it's right on our website. You can get it. Um, what else would I like them to what's know? The, what's the food situation at that? I think we're going to try and do uh, concessions currently. I think we have to go car to car doing it. We can't have people approach us. Right, right. Um, my, my clerk's really great on the regulations, unless by that time, Brimlow County turns green, at which point uh, we'll be doing a little concession stand. Um, I've talked with people about pulling in a food truck as well. Um, it probably won't be these first couple of movies, but as we kind of continue the series and go through, we'll definitely be entertaining food trucks and nice. other entertainment to be doing uh just just a really great family kind of event that people can come to i saw so i went to the 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 balloon fiesta park drive-in mm-hmm. and uh saw the fast and the furious because that's what you do yeah and, uh, <laughs> and it was quite it was quite the spectacle of all the cars there but uh yeah. one of the really cool things was is there was a they, they built like a little food truck court four food trucks that just pull up in there and i think like to me it just kind of seems like a really amazing idea because you're just like, do I want tacos? Do I want barbecue? Do I want, you know, a burger? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Make me hungry. Right. <laughs> exactly. Tell you the truth. I might even talk with uh, another gem we have up here in the mountains. They're, they're no longer into Harris. They're kind of outside our borders now, but it's trail rider pizza. Okay. okay. You guys have ever had them, but that's some um, amazing pizza. Okay. Um, I know the owners real well. I might even try and talk with them about delivering pizzas down to people at the drive-in. Might, they might uh, entertain that business opportunity, you know. Do you guys have a, a tailgating section? No, um, they did that at Bloomfield Park, and you could like it was like in the very back, and it was like all you know they had a space, and you could sit out, you set know, up a little grill or something. And very good, yeah. We haven't entertained that idea just yet. It's a very good idea, though. Might be something to kind of mm-hmm. talk past my clerk and see what how we might implement it. We got a pretty good parking lot. I think I think our limit is going to be about eighty. excuse me, 80 cars at any given time. That's a lot. Yeah, especially if we're going to be able to put in food and a little bit of compression, things like that. About it. Yeah, lots of stuff you know about to Harris. We're a fantastic place to visit. Cute little community, you know. So who's like your? So who? What, what little town is like your rival? Is it Moriarty? Is it Cedar Crest? Is it you know? Uh, no, we don't particularly have any real rivals. Yeah, no sport um, rivals, no nothing, huh? Yeah, no, 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 no. We try and get along with everybody. <laughs> I mean, when we can start comparing ourselves, because generally when we start doing projects or asking for capital outlay or stuff like that we kind of compare ourselves to other communities and what they're doing you know instead of reinventing the wheel we kind of look at their model see what's good yeah. see what's bad incorporate it we generally look at edgewood a little bit we'll look at mora we'll look at you oh, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. all these little communities that have you know 1500 people mm-hmm. uh just to kind of like i said instead of trying to reinvent the wheel uh went down and saw a uh, mayor of uh, was it mountaineer he had a really great idea about the parking views so i went and kind of checked his out with him and saw a movie down there with them to kind of see how we might be able to do it because i mean Bloomfest is really big right so ours ours won't be anything ridiculous like that but um uh those kind of communities we and we all try and kind of get along you know no no rivalries <laughs> you know you don't get like together with the mayors and you're like you're laughing and you see like you're like no, cedar crest over there oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just kidding. I'm just trying to drum up drama. That's all I'm to do. So we I, I get together quite a bit uh, before COVID. 
yeah. tell you the truth, uh, with New Mexico Municipal League, which is is a great resource for all municipalities in the state. But since it's been COVID, it's 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 been a lot by Zoom, and then a lot less getting together. There's there's caucuses, mayor's caucuses still to go to. It's, it's hard to get a lot accomplished and do networking in those, though. You can imagine. I know the answer to this, but like, what's the difference between like a village and a town? A village and a town. Explicitly, there's no difference in the state of New Mexico. Yeah. It's what you decide to call yourself. So it's not even size. It's not area. It's nothing like that. We could have called ourselves the the town of Tejeras or yeah. the city of Tejeras or anything like that. It's when you incorporate, you decide what you want to call yourself. So like uh, Village of Los Ranchos, I believe, was the most recent or one of the most recent uh, municipalities being incorporated. And that's what they called themselves. They could have called themselves town or anything like that. Interesting. I had no idea. Kind of odd, the statute on it. Yeah, (laughs) there's no uh, explicit by size kind of thing. That's what that's what I assumed, too, before I went to the Municipal League and they trained me on it. Well, we are at our halfway point. So we will take a quick break right now and then we'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Chris here from What's Up ABQ. It's that time of the year, people are getting sick, you got the sniffles, somebody's coughing, you don't know what's going on. You're like, hey, I better make an appointment with my doctor. And you find out that could take quite some time. Well, I'm here to tell you about Southwest Labs. They make medical testing easy and simple. You can skip the hassle of making an appointment with your doctor. They offer a variety of tests, including STD testing, prostate screening, diabetes, and hey, they have that all-important COVID-19 test. Simply choose your test, get tested, get the results, and you can even uh, get a doctor's interpretation virtually. Southwest Labs has locations in Albuquerque and Las Cruces. Just call 505-609-LABS or visit southwestlab.com. So hey, if you want to get lab results and you don't want to wait, southwestlab.com. This podcast is a member of the Borellis Podcasters Guild, and we can advertise your business or organization. Get more info by contacting us at info at BorellisPodcastersGuild.com and visit our website at BorellisPodcastersGuild.com. Hello, hello. My name is Deej, and I'm the host of Fairy Tales, Fables, and Fails, your one-stop shop for delightful rundowns of your favorite fairy tale classics and many you've never heard of before. So if you want your favorite childhood movies ruined for you in the most amusing way possible, come give a lesson. And we're back. And today we have, I think, our, our first ever mayor yeah. on. Could you reintroduce yourself? Uh, mayor Jake Bruton, Village of Tejeras. And, you know, we've been talking, you know, what, what makes a village, a little bit about, you know, what it means to be to be mayor there, some things you have coming up. Do you have a favorite place? This is a question we ask everybody. So this is, this is really important. First of all, red or green? Uh, green. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. All right. All right. And do you have a favorite place either in Harris or, you know, somewhere nearby? It's like your go-to for good green chili and not a relative's house. For good green chili and not a relative's house. Yeah. Uh, um, I was talking about them earlier. Trail Rider Pizza. Okay. Green chili pepperoni. Oh, my God. Nice. Um, yeah, they they are fantastic. I mean, I think they win uh, best of Albuquerque year after year after year for their pizza. Really? All right. Huh? Okay. And they'll put it on anything for you. They'll put it in your calzones. They'll put it on your sandwich. They'll put it on the cheesy bread. They'll now put they it on hungry. <laughs> so I have a question. This one's a little more controversial, probably than the ones we've been asking. So they're recently in the news. I mean, you know, we, we, we know what's going on in Texas. It's, you know, they're having a lot of problems with weather, weather and, and power and all that. So there was a mayor of a Texas 
Texas town, he resigned after basically telling his residents that, that the city doesn't know them anything. Government doesn't know them anything and stop looking for a handout. How do you respond to that? Like as being a mayor of a town, what, what would you do like in the same situation? I mean, so I, I think, like I said before, um, we're definitely public servants, right? There's lines that we can't cross. That's for certain. But um, we should always try to support our residents, like hands down. Um, yeah. If they have an issue, we need to be supporting them. Like I said before, I publish my cell phone number on our website. I send it out regularly in a newsletter that we publish here in the village to residents and anyone that signs up for it, tell you the truth. I get calls all the time and I go see the people. I drive out to them. I see what their problem is, see what their concern is, see if I can address it or if I can't. And then either tell them the reasoning behind it. Like like I said, there's there's a lot of fine lines that we are unable to cross. Um, Anti-donation is one. So if it's something going on on personal property, there's nothing we can do about that, right? But if it's any of our public services, our roads, our water system, our senior center, anything like that, I always go and see them and then try and work out a method of helping them. Um, And then even on personal issues, I'll go and I'll listen to them. At the bare minimum, I mean, I'm an elected official. I need to be listening to what my constituents are concerned about and what they they want. I I think it's their tax money we're spending. So yeah, I kind of think we owe them. So, you know, and it's funny in that same sort of sort of light um, when I was living back in the Midwest, every Sunday you go to my wife's grandma's house and there's a little tiny town, you know, less than a thousand people sort of thing. And uh, one, one night we were there, we're getting ready to have dinner and the, you know, the water started running brown and they're like, oh, you know, we'll get a plumber to come over. So their neighbor comes over who's a plumber, you know, and he's tinkering around and he, uh, he eventually he fixes it and it's cleaned again, he, you know, waves and, you know, trots back off to his house. So I go, you know, that was the mayor that was, that was the mayor of Plainville and so it's but it's like I think that's kind of Andy Griffith showish you know and you yeah. know maybe it is yeah. a bit, but that's the sort of mayor I want you know well yeah I completely you know? understand I mean in all reality government should be working for the people right yeah like you, you pay my, my wages or my stipend that I get. Um, if you spent a dollar in the village of Harris, that goes into our coffers and that's how, how you pay to keep this community running. Right. So we should be serving the community. We absolutely, another story, uh, close to yours there, I actually run an auto and diesel repair shop here in Harris for my dad. And, uh, yeah, people love to come in and be like, yeah, the mayor's working on my car. <laughs> <You know? laughs> cool. What's the name funny. of it? Uh, Charlie's fleet service. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's my uh, dad's shop here in Harris. It's been there, shoot, 35 years or so. Nice. And uh, we plan on sticking around at least another 35. Nice. But, uh, yeah, I, I work on everyone, basically. Lots of residents, a lot of the teachers from A. Montoya. Uh, we do work for, what is it, the USDA Forest Service here in Harris. I used to work on the village of Harris vehicles before I became mayor, and there was a conflict of interest, so <laughs> we don't do that anymore. But, um, yeah, we were, we're just kind of the community auto repair shop here. So what would you say are some of the goals that you have, like small and big, for what you want to do while you're the mayor? True. Uh, there, there's so many of them. So initially I want to make sure that our water system is going to be, like I said, salient for the foreseeable future. Um, we're endeavoring on, uh, what we call well number three right now. We've already dug the hole, tested the hole. Turns out it's a very good well pumps out at about uh, 103 gallons a minute, um, with no cone of depression. So a cone of depression, I guess, is where the engineers tell me is where the water level starts sucking down the, the pump itself. 
itself. So there's no cone of depression on this well. So um, a solient water system. We'll be putting up the well house here in probably about four months from now. I want to make sure that it's it's paying for itself. So our water traditionally has been remarkably cheap here in Harris. I think Bills in Albuquerque are running about $35, $40 a month for water service. Uh, we've been down around $15 a month oh. for a very long time. So um, that's not helping contribute to the system sustaining itself. That's that's one of my biggest goals, kind of fixing all the water issues, making sure that, that it's just a sustainable system. Because, I mean, East Mountain area, all of Southwest United States, water, water, water is the mm-hmm. issue, right? So that's it. Long term on that same one, which is um, not, not as favored by most of the residents, I want to either purchase water rights out in the uh, Estancia Basin and then have those that water commuted here in the future by Intranoso or Epcor, whoever has the lines running from there to here, or uh, tie in so that uh, Intranosa can run their water through us and north to other communities. A, a lot of folks in my community have a concern about that because they don't want to ever relinquish our water rights, which I completely understand. I don't either. We don't want to give up any of our water rights. So um, that's basically contractual agreements that would have to be made and explicit at that point. So that's kind of a long-term for the short-term, like I said, um, making sure that the system is is nice and salient and it's paying for itself and sustaining itself and getting well three online is one of my goals. Uh, finances, I wanna make sure the previous administration uh, it, it was a mess. You can go on and look at our state audits. Every year, every municipality does an annual state audit. They've just been messes for years and years. Um, and so we're, we're working diligently to make those nice and clean, transparent, so that the community can can have confidence in us. <laughs> like I said before, it's, it's all tax dollars we're spending. Every single penny of it is tax dollars we're spending. And I want to make sure that we're held accountable for that, right? Financial transparency, I guess, is the best way to put it, is is the goal there. Let's see what else is going on. Kind of updating our community. So since I've taken over, uh, we were, I imagine you've seen when you send any emails too, we're still .com, .com, .com. Just recently, we finally fixed all the paperwork to make sure that we've become a .gov on, again, our water systems. I've put SCADA onto our wells and our tanks. SCADAs are a system that you can monitor uh, instead of like going and checking how full it is or pulling out a pair binoculars and watching a level on a tank um, it, it monitors everything temperatures inside temperatures outside pump run times and all from a cell phone awesome. it's, it's incredible um, it's saving countless man hours tell you the truth countless countless before they were going out when they needed to transfer water from one large tank to the other and they'd turn on the valve and then they'd you know wait for four five six hours and then turn it off remarkable waste of time remarkable waste of time we are updating our asset uh, management inventory that's another thing that kind of plays into our finances there was always really really poor records kept on assets so i've implemented a gis system which is a it's an internet-based system where we kind of overlay 
our system. So water system, sewer system, road system, properties, all that kind of stuff so that the public can access it and see it and know where our water valves are if they want to tie into our system, know where our sewer system is, know when it's coming in their direction, stuff like that. That's very cool. So, so trying to modernize the village, I guess is. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty awesome endeavor to do that. I mean, that's being someone who, who does tech. I mean, I definitely understand everything you're talking. I mean, uh-huh. I'm like, Oh, very cool. You know, I mean, you know, having this stuff like that where you can monitor and like you said, you can probably open the valve and not have to, you know, sit there and watch it. And exactly. yeah. it's automated now. And the well three, when it comes online, will be fully automated too. We'll be able to fill tanks independently from each other, from a cell phone. We'll be able to shut the well off, turn the well on everything. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of along the lines of Chris's question there, what are some things that you want to see happen in the future for tears? I'd like a bit of growth, a bit of development. Um, municipalities, like I said, survive on tax money. The majority of that comes from gross receipts tax. So anything you buy, right? Um, I'd like to uh, develop business in the community, um, be very business friendly. Um, since I've taken office, we've revamped our zoning ordinance. So so businesses and, and community members at large aren't uh, forced to come to two different meetings in most cases. Most cases, they're able to come to one meeting and get an approval and then start their construction or start their development. We rearranged a lot of stuff to make it more business friendly under the zoning ordinance so that uh, they're not having to jump through so many hoops to start into business. Um, like I said, uh, expansion of the village. Uh, a little bit back, I'd attempted to do a, a large annexation project, and that was squashed real quick. Uh, I got a considerable amount of blowback because there were some are, are some other communities here in Harris area at large, right? And they didn't want to be part of us, and some people do. And so I decided to kind of take a step back from that and let people come to us. So there's two methods in the state for annexation. There's a petition method, and then there's a municipal boundaries method. So individuals can actually come to us directly uh, with a petition stating they want to become part of us, and then it goes through our council, gets approved by uh, Bernalillo County, and then they become part of us. They would get, like, water and... Yeah, exactly. Hopefully start serving them with uh, water, road, um, a volunteer fire department, um, stuff like that. And then eventually moving into a a full-time fire department, hopefully. Don't want to do a a police department. Shoot, as soon as you put guns in hands of people and put them on the street, uh, your insurance rates skyrocket. I understand that. So is it like a, then then is it like the sheriff's department or county sheriff? So we have uh, MOUs, mutual operating agreements with Bernalillo County when it comes to, well, fire as well, but for policing and things like that. Uh, What's the internet situation out there? Do you guys get... uh, cable or is it all phone company or uh no so through the majority of Teharis we have what is it uh Comcast okay so through the majority of Teharis uh once you start branching off of us and going north 14 south 14 out east past the edge of our boundary um it's it's pretty much phone service over there what's the latest someone has called you to like complain (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to, to complain and talk. Yeah. Um, the latest. My dad was a county commissioner. So I, yeah, this uh, is back, way back in the day of the landline. And so I, 
I mean, I, I'm regularly sitting on the phone talking with people till eight, nine o'clock at night. So that's, that's pretty common. Um, so that's not considered late to me anymore. Uh, <laughs> my wife would probably disagree with me on that point, but <laughs> it's not too terribly late. I, I get the, the real late night calls whenever, tell you the truth, it's like windy or something and someone's left a balloon tied to something in one of our buildings and the alarm company calls me and there's movement in the building and those are always at like three o'clock in the morning. Hey. <laughs> always a fun. So, yeah. so if someone's listening right now and they wish that they could somehow be a servant for their own community, you know, whether it's running for mayor or, you know, whatever, big city, small city, village, whatever, here in New Mexico, what, what would you tell them? I'd say have your heart in it for sure. Do it for the right reasons, right? Absolutely don't do it for personal gain whatsoever. Do it because you care about your community, because you care about the people living around you and that you want to, you know, help grow your community the best you can. For any other reason, it's it's pretty much not worth it. Yeah. You want to help the people around you. So how long is the term of office? Four years. Four years? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like four years is enough to get everything done or do you feel like it's going to take more than that? Um, I think for the long-term plans, I'd want to be mayor for two years or two years, two terms. Sorry about that. Mm -hmm. Um, it's tell you the truth. It's the only campaign promise I made when I was campaigning. Cause there's another tidbit of advice. Don't make any campaign promises, <laughs> but, um, the only one I made was, uh, I wouldn't run for more than two terms. And I made that of course, to my beautiful wife. Oh, <laughs> uh, power behind the throne, huh? She's behind uh, the <laughs> In the camera going, uh-huh. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> She's steely-eyed staring at me right now. <laughs> so, I mean, is the mayor the highest office you, you plan to ascend to, or you have any kind of aspirations to, you know, do anything, like, statewide, or? I don't know. Maybe. So, I, I've got a lot of friends, you can imagine, um, in legislation in the state, and then at the federal level, too. They entertain the idea. They, they always tell me, okay, house next, house next, or, you know, you want to run for Senate, and say four years and I'm like, ah, just bump the brakes. Let me, let me take care of my community first here. And, and maybe eight years from now we can entertain that idea. But I, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but um, for right now, no, no plans. So you mentioned uh, you guys have a park in view coming up. People who are listening who are interested, how do they find out more good tickets? Uh, you can go to villageofteharris.gov. Like I said, just got our gov under the community tab, park and view, and it will kind of walk you through on purchasing your tickets. Aside from that, we'll be selling them day of the show. Uh, same price, $10, but we only have 80 slots and there has been a, a considerable amount of people interested in this. So I think sure. they may go pretty fast. Of course, I've got a couple of reserves for myself already. Definitely get out there and get them right away because uh, we can only serve up to 80 cars. Um, we'll sit in your car. you got a big car. Right? Yeah, right. I got a big old truck. We could load everybody in the back of my truck. Yeah, see? <laughs> uh, nice. Put in lawn chairs. And <laughs> this is an interesting question. So for somebody who's never been to Tejeras, you consider the one place that's like the heart of the of the village. The heart of the village. Yeah. It's like just, um, you know, if, it, if it went or left, you'd be like devastated. It would just be... Ah, oh, the heart of our village. I'd say our park, our library, our views. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so our, our park, our library, our senior center, um, our municipal building is great. Our our girls there at the, the DMV, 
They regularly get, uh, again, the Best of the City Awards. Just incredible, incredible people. And, and maybe that's it. You know, the heart of our community is is our people, our residents. Just their their richness, their culture. I mean, during fiestas, we have the Matachinas that march. We have uh, one right here, very close to a, a very good friend of mine, where they end in their grotto and do their dances. And it's the people. It's got to be the people. <laughs> you guys are on Route 66, right? I mean, it's, yes, sir. There's got to be a ton of like motorcycle riding. Yes, sir. Big time, like yeah, definitely. Um, Molly's Bar right here in the village of Paris. <laughs> I've been there many times. Yeah, that's another uh, definite, definite landmark. Been around since the dawn of time. I knew Romeo when I was a little kid, and uh, yeah. I know, of course, I knew Romeo past. Yeah. Uh, Diane, his wife, uh, great, great lady. Um, never got a chance to meet Molly myself. I'm just too young there. But uh, <laughs> her that, so what was the slogan? There was like some like the, uh, they used to close at like nine or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, they, were, time. <laughs> and they were like, so the men can go home to their family. Like some, there was like they told yeah. me like many times. I heard it many times. It That's like, exactly it. Molly, uh, Molly said that she would always close at nine o'clock because you know a man needed to be home with his family by that time and didn't need to be staying out till two, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, go home and be with your family. Yeah, tons of people that, and they're like, I've been there many times. Never heard that. I was like, really? I've heard it. Like I was in there one night. And I heard it like twenty times. It was like, uh-huh. Exactly. Like multiple different people, but yeah. No, Molly's is is incredible, man. Incredible. Awesome um, little patio too. Yeah. Yeah. Great. It's yeah. it's unfortunate that they haven't been able to be open. Um, I mean, if uh, they're hanging on through this whole COVID thing, their package side is open. <laughs> if if anybody wanted to do a flash mob, go buy them out. <laughs> I would highly suggest that because they could definitely use the help. But uh, I, I can't wait till they're back open and that patio's open. <laughs> They're, you're just able to kind of go and interact with the whole community there. The greatest great. people in the world have walked through those doors, right? <laughs> that's on, so he just said that. That's on the that's on the inside of the door, right? It's uh-huh. like, that's an actual people door. in the world walk through these doors. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's, I was actually going to ask that question. I was going to say that, and I said, "Where where, where in Tejeras is this quote?" And, I, and you already said it, so you know. Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> Been a couple of times myself. There you go. <laughs> well, is there anything else that you want to share uh, about Tejeras about? being a mayor anything in between for people who are listening being a mayor is i love it it's fun Uh, a lot of the time you end up having to make a lot of hard decisions too right so if you're entertaining the idea of running for public office it is extremely fulfilling but you'll have to make hard decisions here and there for sure so keep that in mind as far as the harris goes um, like i said greatest people in the world if anybody out there listening wants to help businesses, a few of ours are definitely struggling. We've got, like I said, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu um, that just came back into doing limited limited training. We have Molly's that like needs as much help as anyone can bring up. We need COVID to end soon, soon, soon. Yeah. Just our businesses, Roots and the Route 66 car wash and the veterinary clinic and Subway and all of them. All of them could always use a little bit of help. So if you want to buy small and by rule 
Um, it's it's literally a five minute drive from Albuquerque up here. Come check us out. Enjoy us for a while. Check out our Veterans Memorial. Like I said, it's an incredible little park right there. Our senior center, the staff there is just incredible. They'll tour you, show you through it. Um, it's fantastic. Come see us at our MVD. Those ladies are, like I said, hands down some of the, the best <laughs> in the state. Come see me if you want. Have a mayor work on your car. Just <laughs> 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 stop by and say hi. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a really, really great little community. And, um, like I said, I want to, want to work at developing it a bit and growing it some and bringing people up here from the city to see what they're missing. Great. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being on What's a Baby Q. Yeah. Guys, thank you so very much for having me. I, uh, really appreciate it. And, uh, this was, was a whole lot of fun. I want to do more podcasts now. Okay. Yeah. All nice. right, man. Well, Mayor Jake Bruton. Your business deserves to be talked about and recognized, and the Borellus Podcasters Guild can help do that. All of the podcast members' podcasts in the Guild reach an especially diverse, unique, and sophisticated audience hyper-localized to the Albuquerque metro area. We're proud to serve the interests of our community, and we want everyone listening to know about your business. Advertising rates are ridiculously affordable, and we'll showcase your ad on this and all our members' podcasts throughout the month. For advertising information, contact us at info at com and visit our website at com. Hello, friends! I'm Jackie Jean, and I make a really fun podcast about superstitions. I know, I know, you're thinking black cats and walking on their ladders, but this is a little different. I don't talk about anything that causes bad luck. I only talk about the things that make us lucky. It's an edutaining look at lucky symbols and omens that your kids will love, too. Lucky Charms Unplugged is all about bringing luck into our lives. Having a bad day? A bad week? Come by, and I'll tell you all about how you can get lucky. So, Chris, what are we going to talk about for Season 3 of What's a Baby Q? Well, Ryan, you see that guy screaming on the bus? Find out on the show. Ooh, I love that guy. Or how about a real-life alien? Ooh, that's cool. How about a dairy farmer? How about a talking chili? How about a fireman? Ooh, how about just two hours of beer pouring into a can? A statue. A streetcar. An art bus. Several art buses. Catch the next episode of What's Up ABQ Season 3. What's Up ABQ is a proud member of the Borellus Podcasters Guild. 